Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. I'm here with Illy from Healthily on uh, Instagram. She's here to talk about a couple of things today from health and wellness all the way to the power of uh, social media and influence. So thank you, Illy, for being with me today. I appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so it's been, it's been a hell of a year, and I think a lot of people have been trying to improve their lives even just a little bit with, yeah. with mental, physical, or emotional. Um, so what trends have you seen in, in the industry in the past year, being that you're in health? Yeah, I mean, the main thing I would say is I think more people want to have a little more sense of control since a lot of things have been so out of control. So I have been seeing people resonate with the power of being their own doctor and being their own advocate, which I think is amazing, especially since, you know, due to COVID, a lot of people didn't have the free access to just go to the doctor's office, you know? Um, I know that was a situation for me. A lot of people also got laid off their jobs. So that means no health insurance. So I think now more than ever, people really want to stick to, you know, really trusting their gut when it comes to their health and doing what they can from home and not necessarily relying on, you know, a doctor if for something as simple as, you know, maybe like bloating or acne or, you know, something like that. So that's really what I've been seeing at least this past year, evidently. Yeah. And, and I know that you get into the ingredients behind what people put into their bodies and you're super passionate about that. Yeah. Um, it definitely has made me pause and look at what I've been putting into my body yeah. and that it's healthy. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, and going into the past year, I think that I've been more experimental with what I've been eating, but has there been anything eye-opening for you? Yeah, totally. I mean, I've struggled with gut health, my like gut health issues my whole life. You know, I was born lactose intolerant and I was a colic baby. So I really have always been struggling and I've, I've never really felt relief when it came to my gut health. Um, and after going to doctor after doctor to specialist to getting these tests done and those tests done and constantly being told, you're fine, everything looks normal, you know, everything looks A1 and you're a healthy, you know, young at the time I was like 20, 22 year old. Um, and I just felt so defeated. I remember I was struggling with, I mean, this might be TMI, but like, that's my whole thing is I was struggling with chronic UTIs. So I had six UTIs in one year wow. and I was crying to the doctor, literally bawling my eyes out. And she was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what's happening. And I literally lost it. Like I was like, that was for me, that was like the biggest last straw that I had. And no one told me. And it was funny that I got information from a random health coach on the internet. And they were like, you really have to look into your gut health and you need to look into probiotics that support vaginal health and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, how come no one told me this? Like I've been struggling for a whole year. I've been on antibiotic after antibiotic, really just stripping my gut of any type of beneficial bacteria that I could possibly have. Mm -hmm. And no one told me this, like, why am I learning this from someone on the internet? Like, you know, and that really made me realize that we all have the power to do our own research and be our own advocates. And that just because you have a degree does not mean, you know, everything. And that was really empowering for me because once I figured that out, it was like, you can't stop me now, you know? So that was kind of like a big eye opener that I really need to focus on my health, my gut health, and really pay attention to what am I consuming that can be stripping my gut, you know, minus the, because I don't take any type of 
medication at all. Like I'm med- medicine free and I always really have been. Yeah. I mean, like the only ever thing I've really taken was antibiotics. And I never knew that, you know, I had to support my gut and blah, blah, blah. And I know some people like now it's spoken about more, but this was almost 10 years ago. No one was freaking telling me this stuff. So I really had to figure it out on my own and it like really sucked. So, but it's great that now you're able to share that. So someone else doesn't have to go through it. So again, going back to the power of social media, if you hadn't stumbled upon that account, things would be a little different now. Um, So how have you made the most from working from home? So that was like not even my (laughs) um, intention. So I always, so I graduated for broadcasting. I wanted to be a, literally I wanted to be the next Oprah. Um, And then I ended up being a personal trainer because I really just found my passion in health. Um, So I've been doing, I've been a personal trainer for about seven going on eight years now. And um, I, I worked in social media setting. So I always worked for, you know, either a magazine or a content creating, whatever they needed. I, that's just pretty much what I did. And then this, so the past year I worked for a travel company that was social media based. So I was their whole entire social media department. And with COVID, social media is the first thing that usually goes because people just figure they could just find somebody online for really right. cheap. that could just do it. So they ended up dropping me and I got fired due to COVID and everything. And it was really devastating, but I felt like it was a blessing in disguise because then I had time to actually pursue becoming a health coach. And like, so I've technically only been pushing content on Instagram for a year now. Um, so the fact that I'm already growing as fast as I am, it was just like a blessing in disguise. So yeah. I was taking on clients. I've been doing classes. I've done some like live boot camps, um, And then now I have my master class. So yeah, I have like a lot of things going for me now. And it's just, it really was, I was devastated, of course, because like, what's going to happen? Everyone's yeah. going to die. Like what's going on? Um, but now I'm just like, oh my God, that was like the best thing that ever happened to me. So it was unintentional, but it worked out. Yeah. I mean, the content you produce is, in my opinion, top notch. It's really oh, informative. Um, and it's, it, it tells a story, right? And that's what people can find fascinating and they can jump in in the middle of the story and still catch up to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so how, I mean, obviously you've used social media to help your business and promote your business and your philosophy, but is there any tip you can give the audience about, you know, how to take that first step? Yeah. So I think I, what I, what I've seen other people struggle with, um, is someone can be really passionate about something, but they're scared that someone else might not be. Um, and that was my thing too. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, like this is something that I'm really passionate about, but like, what if other people, like, what if I'm the only one that's ever dealt with this, you know? And it was really scary at first. So I kind of just kind of started dipping my toes and like, Hey, this, is this something that someone else dealt with? And then I had such an influx of responses like, yes. Oh my God. Like, do you know anything about this? And I was like, crap, like this is way more common than I thought. So I guess like, there's always going to be a niche for literally everything. Like you can Google something and there's a club for it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I didn't have a place to go that was equal parts fitness and equal parts holistic wellness so I was like shit I might as well just create that myself Mm -hmm. um and that's what I did and I didn't think that I didn't go into this process thinking that that was the niche for me or that there was a niche for it but shockingly enough there was and I know I always get people like oh it's oversaturated blah 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 but like at the end of the day everyone um shares information differently 
So the people I follow are great, obviously love them all, but the way I create content is digestible for me and people who are kind of at my level when it comes to understanding food and additives and things because I don't come from a medical background I don't know like all the scientific fancy words and things so I keep it very basic and I think that's why I've got a good response so I would always say like don't be afraid that there is no niche or there because you might you could be the one to create it Um, and don't think that anything's ever oversaturated because you're no one else is you and maybe people really like just the way that you portray information and that's it. And that's really what it comes down to. Right. I mean, in all the networking things I do, people always say you buy from people, even if it's just a service or a product, exactly. you don't really buy the company. Um, just the, the marketing aspect of a lot of the food that we see, whether it's for children or adults is remarkable because when you do look at the ingredients to kind of go back to what you were just saying, the dyes in it, the fragrance in it, the yeah. natural flavors that are in it, um it's always made me question like what is that actually you know (laughs) exactly and there is it's it's hard to know just because of all the manipulation and corruption that goes on behind it and you know when you really start to go deep into the research which again was never my intention I just wanted to find answers and relieve myself of all the pain that I was going through you start to find out like holy crap, there is no one and there's no company that really cares, like there's no big company at least that really cares about our health. So we need to be the ones that do and that no one is going to save us. You know, it sounds intense, but like at the end of the day, it's true when you start to see all the things that they do allow in our stuff. Right. And there's an element of accident, right? Like there's a certain amount of bugs that are allowed in our peanut butter. Yeah. Um, But when they purposely add things like arsenic or lead or these things that are proven to be bad, you have to wonder how that happened, right? Like the most recent baby formula or baby food yeah, yeah. that came out. Um, so what I will say about that is it's it's a few things. So naturally where you find rice, you're gonna find arsenic just because yeah. of how it's cultivated. So these things are naturally occurring and you can't get away from heavy metals 100%. It's literally impossible, but it really comes down to the dosing. So. Um, A really good resource that I love for heavy metals in general is Dr. Christian Gonzalez, friend of mine, and he really is knowledgeable. Um, So he always says like, yes, this has heavy metals in it, but just know that if you take this much every day, it's not lethal, like it's not going to kill you. But the fact, so it, it has a lot of things to do with the sourcing and how it's cultivated, and then also the industrialization of it and the processing. So it's moving through all these different processing centers and it accumulates heavy metals Mm -hmm. and when it's not tested properly which we've seen and it's been exposed multiple times we're the ones to suffer so instead of us just kind of I guess using common sense and instead of waiting for the science to come out and then it's too late um, I think a lot of us really do need to pay attention and take the initiative and start asking questions and saying is this really healthy is this really what I should be eating because a lot of the times when the science does come out, it is too late. The damage has been done. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares me. And I try to be on top of it and to encourage people like, hey, nothing's stopping you from emailing a company and asking for their certificate, their certification of analysis and seeing how many heavy metals are in what I'm eating every single day. So, and if they don't give it to you, then I would suggest moving on to another company because that should be public information. So that's a really good way for people to kind of take the control back 
and say, if you don't give me this public information, then I'm not using your product. Right. And this forces companies to be more transparent and do what they need to do to give us safer foods. Yeah. I just, I know organic doesn't always mean actually organic. There's kind yeah. of a gray area there, but it doesn't make sense to me why when we're talking about food or, or things you put on your body that they have to differentiate organic from other stuff. Like why can't those things just say not healthy for you and everything else that's <laughs> organic is just the norm. Right. Yeah, I wish that was the case because it's like organic food is normal food, right? Yeah. And then everything else is fake. So imagine it just said real food and then fake food. Um, right. That would be great. That'd be a dream come true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the problem is, is now we have people like Bill Gates who owns the majority, the majority farmland in America. And he's also really good friends with our Mr. Monsanto and all our GMO friends. And this is what happens. There actually is no incentive for farmers to grow organic crops. None, there's none whatsoever. It's actually, it costs them more to do so. So when we do buy organic, as people are like, oh, like organic has pesticides too, but who are you actually funding when you buy conventional versus organic? When you buy organic, you're funding a family. You're funding a farmer. You know, you're funding someone who's really putting hard work into the food that they want, that they are giving you compared to if you just buy conventional, because I always get comments like this, you're going to, even if you eat healthy, you're going to die. It's not about that. You know, of course you're going to die. You get hit by a bus tomorrow and you'd be like, damn it. I only, I never had a, a cheeseburger. <laughs> I get that. Um, but it's really about who we're funding and the changes that we can make in the long run. And that's really what I care about, you know? So it's, 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 it's way more controversial than just, oh, there's pesticides on everything. Right. You know, I mean, funny story, not so funny. A few years ago, I was having um, some issues, some health issues. Yeah. And I went to the doctor and they gave me a heavy metal screening, which hmm. is not fun, right? Like what poisons have I consumed? Yeah. And my level of arsenic was high. Yeah. And I'm like, have I been poisoned? Are people yeah, poisoning right? me? And she, she asked me, you know, what is in your diet for the past two weeks? And I had red wine basically every day or every other day in some form, like a glass, two glasses, whatever. Um, and they were California reds. And apparently to your point, the dirt there is arsenic. Yeah, has more that's just, than, yeah. Yeah. That's just natural. It's not as though they were purposely poisoning you. It's exactly. just it's what was being absorbed by the plant, by the grape. And it, I don't think I've had more than four bottles of California red since then. <laughs> and I've definitely diversified my cocktails at dinner, but it was just kind of eye-opening that something I thought was an organic red wine from California or Oregon. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to drink good stuff and I'm still yeah. getting poisons. And it I feel does, great it does get frustrating and I, and I get where people come from because I deal with this literally every single day. Um, our food system is not what it used to be. Um, there's just so much industrialization that goes on and there's so many chemicals that they're creating every single day that the systems created to regulate these things like the FDA are not able to keep up with the demand of how many chemicals are being created every single day. They just cannot. Um, so that's why you'll see something that says possible human carcinogen because they're just basing it off of the chemical makeup of another chemical that they that they tested right. so they haven't actually tested that chemical they're just eyeballing like, okay this looks very similar to this yeah. all right it looks safe and then we're the ones that find out later so the same thing with like the wine if you never went for that test and let's say like heavy metals can 
um, stay in the bloodstream and accumulate in tissue. So let's say down the line, God forbid something happened, you had a tumor, you got cancer or whatever, like I said, God forbid. Um, A lot of people aren't making these connections to their food or to the heavy metals and they're not checking because they're like, I eat everything organic, you know, I eat everything clean what could be causing it but this is something that really gets overlooked and not enough doctors are testing for it and not and we have a great doctor for asking so yeah that's a really amazing step and we need to be the people to ask yeah and i did a follow-up the year after and it was like within the lower end of the range i'm like good amazing see yeah this is what people need to do yeah no um but you know with people being out of work too during COVID, it's a little bit harder to get the prescription, to get that test, to afford it, you know, all of that. Um, So I do know that I am pretty lucky for that. But the, I think we've covered a lot of interesting things. Is is there any kind of food that you wish you could eat that you wish was a little bit healthier (laughs) and not a poison or terrible? You know what's really hard to find? It's really hard to find like a real good ice cream. Cause it always has some sort of like thickener in it. And like the thickeners really, for me, at least they really mess with my stomach. Um, but it's funny cause if I go to like Italy or I go overseas, I never have an issue cause they just don't have to use those thickeners. They're using like full fat milk and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, to find ice cream here is a struggle. So that's one thing where I'm like, if I do buy ice cream, like I just bought a tub of ice cream the other day. Cause it seemed like one of the cleaner options. Um, I'm like, damn, I know this is going to bother me, but it's worth the risk. You know, like sometimes you just want a nice ice cream and that's it. So that's like one of the, one of my things that I'm like, I wish America had healthier options, but we just don't, we don't have like old school Italian churning ice, you know, we don't have gelato like they do, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing I definitely, like I have my, I have my things too. I have my vices. Like I'm not like hundred percent perfect, but yeah. I do try to always go for like the cleanest option. Even yeah. if it's not a hundred percent, it's at least, you know, 80 range, you know? Yeah. And everything else that you do, including your fitness, it kind of balances out. And I think the phrase of everything in moderation yeah. comes into play. Um, So Illy, the last question I have for you that I ask all my guests is, what is your mission? So my mission is really to empower people to be their own advocates for their health um, and also just encourage real whole foods over spending so much money on all these fancy supplements. Like I'm really about keeping it simple. So that would be my main mission is advocate and keep it simple. That's it. I love it. Thank you so much, Ellie, for your time. Thank you. Um, for everyone listening, I'll have all of her information in the show notes so that you can follow her, ask her questions. Um, again, thank you. Have a great day. Thank you.